Hey guys, welcome back to Why Are We Watching This? This week, Zach's a vampiric serial killer with stand-up family values, and I'm an old man with a troubled past and a disdain for Halloween, because this week we're watching Trick or Treat. Happy Halloween. What the fuck is up, my guys? Yo, happy Halloween. It's Halloween. Happy, the happiest of Halloween. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm Zach. It's Halloween. This week we're watching Trick or Treat. Yeah. Trick or Treat is a horror anthology in the vein of classic horror anthologies like Creep Show, Dead Time Stories, and Tales from the Dark Side. The segments are made up of various situations throughout a small town involving werewolves, zombies, a serial killer in a vampire costume, and the embodiment of Sawin. A demon named Sam. Um, spoiler alert, before we jump into this, because I know we're going to end up giving you all of the dirty deets, but before we do, it's Halloween, motherfuckers, and uh, Halloween. this is our first Halloween. Fucking, well, yeah. This is, we were like just born. Second. We just exited the birth canal. Yeah, we did. Into our first Halloween. Hi, Mom! Oh, hi, Mom! <laughs> Zach's got a diaper on, and I'm... Pushing me out. <laughs> yes. Mom! Hi! Um, I have seen this movie a lot. This was your first time watching this movie. Boom! First time. Um, now, well, I picked this movie because we had done Godzilla... And uh, I, I really like <laughs> I really like Michael Doherty. Yeah, but he um, did Godzilla too. Right. So I mean, but it, but it just came out crossover. But it had just come out, and that's why we did yeah, cover yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. So that was my kind of tie-in. And yeah. I, I didn't actually realize you hadn't seen this movie. I feel like um, I feel like I saw the uh, like first maybe five to ten minutes or something, but then never seen the rest because at first I was like, well, this feels really familiar. I was like, I I think I've seen this. But then everything happens, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, I handed you the box and you started looking at it because I picked up a copy. This movie's not streaming anywhere, so I'm really sorry if you guys wanted to watch this one. You probably had to pay a couple bucks. I mean, it's four bucks on YouTube. Uh, I guess it's not so bad. Honestly, I think I bought the Blu-ray. As of right now. I think I bought the Blu-ray for like ten bucks. There you go. Just so, buy the Blu-ray. Support it. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, it's... Without giving my score away, I will just say I like this movie a lot. So, you know, my score obviously is going to incorporate technical details and we'll get into that, but I like this movie a lot. So, I would say you definitely support this movie. Yeah. You hadn't seen this movie, but had you heard of this movie? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, at this point I have. Sure. Um, I think I did hear about it, because when did it come out? Like 2009? 2007? Really? Yeah. I feel like I heard something about it when it came out, um, but it wasn't really like super popular. And yeah, I just I'm not I wasn't really like a horror buff or really into horror at all. Sure. So I didn't go like out watching horror movies. Like like I didn't I didn't find this or anything. Um, but I mean, since I've I found out, you know. I found out, like, Michael Mike Doherty did this a while ago, I guess. Maybe, like, a year or two. But, yeah, around the whole King of the Monsters release and everything, I was, like, listening to a podcast with him on it and, and kind of dove into it. And I was like, fuck, I want to watch this movie so bad now. Right. So. Um, and then also, well, you had seen uh, Krampus. Yeah, I've seen Krampus. I, 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 didn't really, uh, re I didn't realize until recently that he did that. Sure. My whole, like, understanding of these movies was, um, and I kind of briefly told you this, but I used to be, like, uh, into the internet and, like, looking at the upcoming horror movies and seeing what was in development and stuff, because you can find that stuff, and, uh, this movie was a movie that I had found out about, like, maybe just before it came out, um, and then it did come out, but the whole thing was it had been sort of finished and then not released, because the, I don't remember what movie it was, but... The production company didn't want to release it because there was another movie releasing that Halloween with a big name and they didn't think it was going to do well, so it got pushed mm -hmm. off and sort of lost its momentum from the um, from going to uh, festivals. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's why this movie kind of wasn't as popular as I think it should have been. 
Because this movie is a movie I could see getting like a lot of trailers being released on Halloween and blowing up. Yeah, like absolutely. it has the feel of a modern classic, in my opinion. I just don't think it had the exposure that it deserved. Um, I agree. Which is a real shame. I mean, at the time, obviously, too. You're, I mean, Michael Doherty had worked with Brian Singer on some stuff, but this was really like him making something for himself. Uh, yeah. And out of a property he'd come up with in the '90s, and I think that's super cool. Um, what I really was excited for, or hoping for, was there was a lot of talks for a sequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. That never happened, and yet, sure, but it did lead into Krampus. That was where that whole thing kind of came from, I believe. Yeah, and um, you know, I won't really get too much into that movie uh, because who knows? Maybe we'll cover it down the road. But um, I'm I'm still like so shocked you hadn't seen this movie. But um, I love like the whole aesthetic of this thing it makes me feel so much like all of the like it reminds me of the halloween movies in its aesthetic and having it be like this dark uh like vibe with all of the pumpkins everywhere and it's fall you know i mean it is just halloween but the way it's shot it does feel so much like the halloween movies yeah definitely um i i I would just say more that like this movie really made it feel like it was halloween right um and so that's what was so like cool about it. it's like your transport i'm like dude i you know this is exactly what how at least here is what it's like and i know he actually grew up i think on the east side i think you're um right he's from like uh, uh long island or something columbus ohio oh okay weird so, um but i mean i'm i imagine um mm-hmm. that it must be pretty similar for fall because why else would he make uh, you know, why we, why else would you make Halloween like that? And I mean, in the United States, because geographical reasons, whatever, yeah, it, it all essentially should be like that, but that's the thing is like, you know, some places get way hotter than it does here. Some places get probably more rain or snow than it does here. Um, so that's just what I mean. It's like some people's seasons look different. No, absolutely. And, and like, they, they captured it really well in this one. It, I think that, um... The nice thing about, like, uh, this movie and the Halloween movies is they have a sort of, like, um, I don't know, it does feel sort of like it does here on Halloween, but, uh, I guess for those listening, if you're not aware, we live in Oregon, but, um, we get, like, a little bit of rain, too, so the ground's kind of wet, and then you get that wet ground with the leaves aesthetic, and, and I feel like that's always really, like, important to look for Halloween in movies, but I'm so used to that here at home that's why I feel like this movie does feel so familiar and almost like, damn, dude, this feels like it could have happened yeah. like pretty close to where I live. Exactly, and that's what, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. This movie had a budget of $12 million, which, um, I mean, like an indie movie, you're looking at $10 million and under for the most part. Yeah. So, you know, it just barely got past that. But this movie doesn't feel like an indie movie. Yeah, no, I... I could see this movie coming out in theaters for sure i mean it's sad that it didn't there's like this really amazing blend of uh practical and cg because you really don't get a lot of cg in this movie yeah when you were kind of telling me about that beforehand i was like i haven't really noticed anything and then i think you start seeing it kind of more at the end so there's um the transformation scene right has some yeah yeah yeah. that was like the, the big flag or whatever um that kind of peaked out for me and it's mostly in the faces i think a little for that because a lot of that is quick cuts so that you're not really seeing the transformation stuff as much yeah um and then the way that that's also the way that scene's put together is it just that scene though or is it also in the last one i think i felt like there was some cgi there but it was used very little they might have used a little bit for sam yeah, that's what, I, that's what I mean. Um, but I think that that's it. I think it was still pretty light. Because you do get a practical Sam in that. Yeah, too, that's which the thing. I loved a practical Sam. I mean, I, t- I told you this yesterday before you watched the movie, but it it's very reminiscent, and you actually said this too when you saw it, uh, of like Pumpkinhead, the look. Yeah. Obviously, it's, that's ironic because he is a pumpkin head, but Pumpkinhead is not. And so it still has that like weird skeletal structure, and then... The movements are so similar, and how that it, it does look kind of yeah, organic. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Um, it, I was yeah. I mean, when I was talking about it, I was, it was strictly just because it's like, well, his head is a pumpkin, right? Because I guess he's made of pumpkin. Yeah, he's oh, it's like a pumpkin slash flesh or something. I don't know. But I mean, that was the only connection. Was that like, oh, you know, there's kind of this like 
Pumpkinhead kind of reference because they literally made Pumpkinhead. Like, it, right. it's actually a pumpkin, whereas right. Pumpkinhead is, like, a demon. And right. it's just, they only named him that because how his head is shaped. And it's, like, it's a weird part of the lore, but, yeah, whatever. Totally. The whole story of that is, like, so fucking good that I don't even care. But it's so, we'll, we'll have to do those movies, or at least the first movie, the first Pumpkinhead movie at some point. I'd be down. Um... I'd watch it again. Although I don't know about the sequels. But, or maybe we maybe will. We, uh, yeah, we definitely should because uh, that's the thing is uh, I've never dove into those. and So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll kind of break down the stories in here really quick. But uh, this movie sets itself up with some rules that I don't think are ever actually explicitly said. But Sam's rules for Halloween are uh, always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, always wear a costume, never blow out the jack-o'-lantern before midnight, always respect the dead, Always check your candy, never hurt the innocent, never smash a jack-o'-lantern, and never take down your decorations before November 1st. I don't know how much of that is um, tradition to Sawen. Yeah. But I'm sure I can almost guarantee some of it is because a lot of that stuff, I mean, the whole idea of trick-or-treat, you know. Um, now, this movie starts off with, like, a, the, the first couple that we see, it's kind of like a really brief introduction to Sam. Yep. And also the vibe for the movie. But uh, basically, this girl wants to take down the decorations. The boyfriend doesn't want to. He's drunk. He wants to go in and hook up. She's, or they might be husband and wife. Um, I think they're they're married because you see a ring on her finger. You see oh, a right. ring on his finger. So um, he goes inside. She starts taking things down. Uh, she lets out some screams. He wakes up for a minute, falls back asleep, wakes up again, goes outside, finds her body. Well, uh, let me set up the scene a little bit. Uh, they had some crazy decorations. And Nia, yeah. Nia made this funny kind of like gesture where she, she was like, uh, why, why do they have so many decorations if she just wants them down? I was like, well, it's probably the husband. Well, he says um, like it's his holiday. Yeah, yeah. And so, but like they had some pretty crazy shit going on, especially for not being home. I guess that's kind of the thing. They weren't home, so they had to like at least have a cool looking yard or something. Right. But they had like stakes in the ground with these like scarecrow ghosts. Um, like fake body parts hanging from the trees and just like, they had a bunch of cool stuff. Like this is right. a sick yard for Halloween. Um, and yeah, she starts taking them down. So, and then she's taken down ultimately. Ultimately. Um, in a pretty brutal fashion. So she gets taken down by, you don't really see what it is, but you see, um, his, a lollipop with a bite taken out of it. And that's what like, ultimately I guess cuts her head off. Yeah, he, like, uh, saws her with it. You don't really see that. You just see a slash in the pillowcase or whatever. Or the, uh, not pillowcase, but it's, uh, like, a sheet. Right. And this, uh, this is, like, Sam's weapon. This is, like, Sam's iconic weapon. Yeah, kind of. it's his, uh, you know, like, knife glove. It's right. his machete. Although. Or his chainsaw. I don't know, though, because at the end I was really, like, damn, I don't know this other weapon that he's using. It's pretty cool. I might consider this. Because he has a candy bar that's, like, a box cutter. Oh, yeah, that was fucking... And I was like, damn, dude, that's pretty metal, too, though. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I, but he does bring the lollipop back. And so that's why yeah. I was like, all right, well, that's it. That's a pretty cool, like, move. The husband does come out to check, and I believe he's attacked, too. I don't remember exactly the details on that one. Um... This is the one story out of the anthology that I always kind of forget, because it is sort of the briefest. Isn't it also technically... Sorry, spoilers. The end? The wraparound. Yeah. Uh, it... Yeah. So that that's something I gotta say. I was super confused about the timeline. I like how you see everything kind of come together and you see where everything was, but um, like you know when you get to um, what's his uh, who is Dylan Baker's name, uh, Mr. Um, Smith or something like that. Oh man, you know I might. Which I loved that. him in this. Um, you know you see the when he's coming back inside, you see the uh, Mr. Krieg at his window and he's like help me help me and like calling out to him or whatever right. and he's like he says back to him screw you mm -hmm. and then you see sam attack him and then so finally when it gets around to that part again in the movie well actually it was kind of confusing though maybe that's technically the beginning or that's see that's what i mean is like this movie seems like it was like an infinite time loop that so goes back. It, I, it's so funny so maybe we'll, we'll kind of go through the different bits and then try to t like piece this together because there are cues from in each of them that do try to, like, sync the whole thing together. Right. And so, I know where they sync for the most part, but because, then it's like, well, where where's the actual start and where's the actual end? Right. Because, the, like, the rock quarry, which we'll get into that, but there's the, you hear the wolves howl 
Yeah. The kids kind of all acknowledge it, too, and one of them says, I think it's a werewolf. Yeah, she goes, werewolves. Yeah. And, uh, and so, that and so of... I was like, oh, shit, yeah, they're going to do werewolves. And then it didn't happen, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess it was the zombies screaming, but then it was, like, actually the kids. And... No, it was werewolves. Right, because, well, yeah. I was oh, just I talking see. about you while I was that, watching that it. story. Yes, gotcha, while gotcha. I was watching it, gotcha. trying to piece it together. But that's what I mean. I, I love that there are these little cues they do try to, like, sync you up to the timeline. I well, guess like, never the vampire really... guy, which turns out to be that fucking guy, the principal. Well, yeah, I was going to say, this This is really Dylan Baker's movie. He's, like, most of this movie yeah. is his character. Yeah. So, there's the uh, the first couple, which they're sort of the wraparound story, the beginning and the end. And then there's Dylan Baker's character, and he is this principal. He's raising his son alone, and he's also, like, killing children. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, that scene is, like, so brutal and hard to watch. Well, and... Uh, when he, like, kicks, he's kicking the kid in the head and shit because the neighbor's talking to him. The kid's oh. on the ground. Yeah, well, you're also a parent, so it's harder for you. No, but, I know. Um, it was just, I guess, just the idea... Well, here's the thing, too. My mom is very immersed in true crime. So my whole life I've been very immersed in true crime. And it, it didn't really set in on me until I had kids, but... The idea of a child being, like, in the midst of anything brutal like this is, like, so awful to me. But yeah. then I'm watching this movie, and for the first time being like, oh, there's a kid moving in that. It's not the kid that he just killed. There's another kid in this in the ground with other kids, and this one kid's not dead. He also just cut the finger off of a kid and threw it to a dog. It probably wasn't the finger of this child, because this child's not screaming like he just got cut up. Yeah, I was really confused by that. So there's but multiple. I, well, you in, see the body in there. You see but there's multiple one. bodies in there because he's also bringing a body out there while there's a one already in the ground. That's what I mean, though. Is I only saw the one in the ground. I didn't see multiple other than so, that, and I the guess, one he brings. I in. I guess it was just the idea of more than one of having another body in the ground. Like, I thought on the, the one that w- just was, like, was oh. the like fat kid that like woke up. No, no. He. Uh, th- the reason I say that is because that kid's head is removed. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out, though. I was like, so did he, like, just cut his head off after the fact? It would have, I would imagine. In my mind, he cuts the head off before he takes the body out. Because it's already in the basement when he comes back in. Right. And that's what the kid's talking about. When are we going to do the jack-o'-lantern? Yeah, I need, I'm going to need you, I need you to help me with the eyes. Remember, I need you to help me with the eyes. Which, there's sort of a, um, like, foreshadowing to that, because... When he's cutting out the pumpkin eyes. Yeah, um... But if you look on the door behind the principal character when him and the fat kid are on the um, the deck, yeah, um, there aren't pumpkins on the door. It's faces. It's like pictures of faces, yeah. but the eyes are all cut out of them. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Little things like that watching. I mean, I, like I said, I love this movie. I've seen it a million times, you know? So I'm picking up things still and being like, oh, shit, this movie is like really yeah. like... In its when you have a chance there. to like, you're like, okay, I know this part, so I now I can look around yeah. and try to find the shit, you know, that that's like interesting and cool. Um, I love shit like that. It's just, unfortunately, this was the first time I saw it, so I didn't really get to notice much. Um, I found it hard to, like, I had no idea the kid was also, like, vomiting blood. So, at first I thought, at first I was like, okay, this guy's gonna kill his kid. Right. And I was like, that's nuts. And then I was just like, oh, I guess he's just like, this is the trick instead of the treat. Because he gave him a candy bar, he's like, always check your candy. Which made it seem like, oh shit, he just poisoned him. But at the same time, he's just throwing up chocolate. And I'm like, right. Okay. You don't really know it's blood until you see his shirt later. Right. When he's more in the light. And it's like, oh, that's nasty. And Which fucked up. I love, um, there's like two things this kid, uh, his son, he, um, is sort of dressed like Chucky at first. He's got the overalls with the long sleeve t-shirt and the tennis shoes on. But then at the end of the movie, when we see him sit, uh, sitting on the deck waiting for his Unfortunately, now deceased father. Well, fortunately though, because he's a terrible fucking dad. I mean, he's a good dad, but a terrible person. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid's dressed like his dad. Yeah, and he has the blood okay, on the I shirt. I thought that was and weird. The glasses. He's dressed just like his dad. I thought that was kind of odd, and I was like, uh, I was like, man, this timeline is so like confusing. I did not know what was like really going on. So I didn't understand that necessarily. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I did because I was like, oh, he's waiting for his dad. But he, he's dressed different. I just didn't understand that he was, like, supposed to be dressed like his dad, I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. I guess yeah. I didn't pick up on that. This movie's got, like, so many random one-liners in it, but I love the, like, Charlie Brown's an asshole! <laughs> and he's like, go put Charlie Brown on! Yeah. And the kid says that back. I was yeah. like, god damn, dude. 
when uh, right after that scene, or in that scene, right after the kid says that, when Dylan Baker's like dealing with the kid that's like uh, on the ground, uh, like wrestling around, yeah. he's like mocking his son, not to his son, but he's kind of like acting like yeah. he's getting annoyed. And one of the things he says is, "Daddy, I wish mommy was still around." I was just like, "Oh well, my god!" I just thought the other body that so I thought the body that he just dragged in there was the fat kid, and I thought the body that was in there previously was his wife. So they do one shot into the ground and you can see a clown's hand coming out of the bag so it's a kid in a clown costume oh the whole um i i love that like scene uh or not scene i guess i should say segment because when he does finally come in they, they're building this tension on uh the son and the father making it seem like the father's like getting fed up with the son and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill this kid yeah well, and then they kind of drive it to where, for a second, I was like, oh, no, the kid's either, like, a demon or a monster, or he's gonna just, like, somehow kill the dad. Sure. Because then he says, like, let's do a creepy face or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, this kid's gonna kill his dad when he's trying to kill him. And then he, like, sticks it in, and then you see the blood, but, like, the kid's not, like, dying. And right. it was like, whoa, what the fuck? Totally. So when this scene happens... um, Rachel was sitting next to me. I think she watched it with me. And she goes, what the hell? And I was just like, just keep watching it. Because then eventually we do get a cut to the kid's like head yeah. on the plate. The the fat kid that he killed. And I like this segment because it kind of like, it's sort of a double twist. Because it sets it up to be like, oh fuck, he's going to kill his son. Oh no, he didn't. Oh shit! You know, like, oh, it's a head. Um, but I still kind of feel like it's like sort of... I was like, I don't know, man. Kids have big mouths. You're thinking, you're telling me this kid's not gonna like tell somebody that you did this. Well, to be fair though, kids also say some wild shit. Who's necessarily gonna believe them? Yeah. That's kind of like the whole thing too. Is that no one believes kids? Yeah, that's true. So, so you should believe kids. Everything they say. So then our our next story. It's kind of hard to say next story because they all do sort of like. Intertwined. It's all and one they'll, story. They'll jump but... back and forth a lot, and that's why I think complicates it is because they're not all happening simultaneously, but it's cut simultaneously. It feels like it is. No, you got that backwards. It is happening simultaneously, but it's not cut simultaneously. Because that's what I mean. It's cut right, in right. like a timeline where it seems like you have a start and then a finish, whereas like right. really you're just seeing all these. You're seeing these great like transitions into what's happening from a different perspective but they'll jump to a completely different part of it so that you're not just like wait didn't i just watch this part right or... but that's what i mean is it's not it's not in um it's not like a linear time it's not in chronological order right so they'll cut from um dylan baker's character being upset to the girl shopping say and getting their costumes mm -hmm. but it's like well technically speaking at that point Spoiler alert! Again, he would have already been around the where this place is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or at least I would think. I guess I'm not really a hundred percent sure on that. Uh, that's that's the most complicated part of this timeline is like the twist that he is the vampire. Which was he really a vampire though? No, but that's, that was the thing. He was just kind of a crazy guy wearing these like fake teeth that right. he could bite people with. But they don't everywhere. They don't even reveal that he's not actually a vampire until he's about to die. Yeah. It, which is also when they reveal that it's Dylan Baker again. Yeah. Which, um, the only part of this, like, timeline that really complicates things for me is, like, his character and having to, like, be everywhere. Because I'm like, damn, dude, he was that's what I mean. and then he's, so... like, downtown, and then he's out in the middle of the fucking woods, like, damn, dude. And that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh... Well, I imagine it's a small town. It does so kind of feel everything, way. you know, nothing's really that far away. Um, and that's kind of the whole thing of it. But, um, I mean, so from my understanding, which it just kind of didn't make sense in the first place because it's like, it looks like it's 9 p.m. on, like, or maybe even 10, you know, on Halloween. And the kid comes home and goes, I'm back from church treating. And I, I mean, you find out later, but he's like, when are we going to do the, the jack-o'-lantern? Sure. It's like, what the fuck? Who does a jack-o'-lantern? Like, like on like the night of Halloween while it's going to be, so, I mean, they explain that, but sure. that's the thing too, is that like, uh, you know, like when did, so was it 
after all that shit? Like, and what time was it? Because after that, then he leaves and, like, goes to town. Right. Um, kind of feeds on someone, essentially, and... Totally. Um, and but then, then also the gets caught. Sheep's Meadow. Yeah, because the Which, girl... that's what I was going to say, too, is we get that conversation from the girls when they're in the changing rooms mm-hmm. that, like, completely foreshadows their segment when we finally do get to it. Because they're talking about how... Uh, uh, oh, like, uh, didn't you uh, hook up with some guy in a truck? And she's like, well, I, uh, or she's like, didn't you get sick on some guy in a truck? And she goes, no, I had some bad Mexican. Yeah, oh, yeah. bro. And I was just like, oh. That's bad. When you see that, when you know the movie, these lines, it, you pick them and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. Um, and then the whole thing is like, Anna Paquin's character is a virgin. They're really playing hard on the trope, like the virgin trope, having to lose her virginity on Halloween or whatever. I don't know why that's a thing. Uh, really? I didn't know that was a thing. But just because for them, it's like their tradition. That's they keep saying, like it's tradition. You got to do this. It's tradition. Oh, and okay. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. It's a, a thing virgin. for them. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I've, I've, I've never heard of that being a thing. I thought the tradition thing, was just dressing up like riding, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. But they're talking about how like this is she's gonna her first know, transformation. But they don't say that. Right. That's what I mean. They play it up like it's her virginity, the whole thing. And then, well, what do they say, I guess? Th- they might really even remember. call it her, like, her first time. They keep saying things like that. And okay, They, they keep making enough. the illusions, and that's right. why I'm like, Right, like, oh, you gotta find a date. Yeah, you gotta and, like, find someone. a nice guy here. And she says, oh, I wanted it to be special. Like, there's all of these allusions to it being, like, her losing her virginity. It's her first transformation. And yeah. which, I have to say, I fucking love the werewolf transformation in this. If there is something that we here at Why Are We Watching This Studios love, it's a beautiful fucking werewolf transformation. Yeah, and this one was really good and actually takes on, like, the more classic um, myth of how werewolves transform, which is literally peeling off their skin. Yeah, it's an undressing. And they grow under yeah. it. Yeah, or um, through it. It's, what are they, he calls it a striptease. Oh, he okay. calls it a striptease scene. Yeah. So the idea, which I love that, I'm like, that's so brilliant, like, that's exactly what it is. I believe, I don't remember the title though, I believe he also tried to pitch a TV show about like three or four females that are werewolves, huh. uh, and he was like, it was gonna be like Sex on the City, but werewolves, Oh God. and he had some like ridiculous name for it, and it was hilarious, and I was like, oh, this is where he, uh, you know, got, this is the his idea that didn't get to come through. He just put it in the movie. That's so funny. And they kind of talk about that in uh, in his episode on uh, the movie crypt. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you haven't or don't, you should go check that episode out. Michael Doherty on the movie crypt. For really, sure. Really great. Yeah, oh, man, I don't know. This movie just gets so many things right in that sense of, like, um, set, uh, subduing expectation or setting up expectation, but then still, like, having a fulfilling ending to the story because i don't think any of the stories left me being like are you kidding yeah so as we've kind of already revealed these girls are setting up for their they're getting these guys to come to party with them at sheep's meadow it turns out that they're werewolves and they're feasting this is anna paquin's first time um we're also like intermittently introduced to this vampire that's kind of stalking the streets of this like party or like they're doing a festival i should say yeah which is also where you get the first couple as well right um and I think maybe the kids in the clown costumes. Yep. And so, like, you get... Uh, there's all these moments where you see the people you've already seen stuff happen with or do. Right. And then, of course, Sam is in the background of every segment at some point. Yeah, you'll always see him show up somewhere, um, which is really cool. It's... Man, this movie just has, like... It, it feels like it exists already. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like an existing property. I mean, it's not, but it feels like, oh, I know these characters. Like, yeah. cool, I want to, like, see Sam. I want to see him get into some more shit. Like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, we get this vampire character we're introduced to, and um, ultimately he he sort of tries to attack uh, Anna Paquin when she's alone in the woods, and she just, like, fucking wreaks uh, havoc on this dude and, like, breaks his leg, and it turns out that it's Dylan Baker, the principal, and yeah. uh, he's not really a vampire. He's a fake vampire. Which, the irony therein is that she turns into a werewolf and fucking devours yeah, him. which I love that because uh, I've always been team werewolf, yeah. you know, no matter what. Uh, See, I, I'm always, I'm on that fence because it really depends on the story. 
No, for sure, because uh, I'm, like, a huge advocate for Underworld. I think the first two movies, like, were fucking great. And the prequel. I thought the pre- prequel was really good, too. See, and I'm Team Jacob Hard. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not actually. Uh, uh, if we're going to talk about those movies, I'm Edward. Jacob had some hardcore oh, relationship issue problems. He did, but I'm about, still but, Team Jacob. Um, <laughs> before we go any farther, at one point, it's we're getting sort of um, some sweeping shots of the festival and of the people. And we get um, some cool costumes. Well, one of these costumes is the traditional two-person horse costume. Yeah. Or centaur costume. The centaur. It's a fucking... Dude, it's got the girl in the back. I was like, bro, you're walking around like fucking crop-festing your girlfriend all night? That's savage. Hey, she agreed to that shit. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. It could have been a sent woman. Well, the whole point of it, though, was that Anna Paquin's character was looking for that guy, and she sees a guy, and she's like, oh, okay. And then the girl pops out from being the ass. So... Right. And that was the whole reveal of it. That was the whole point. So um, so it makes sense. It was good. It was still good. But yeah, a- absolutely. You know, you know, everyone talked about that. Like, oh, he was just fucking blasting ass right in her face the whole time. Like, oh, <laughs> pfft, oh sorry, babe. Pfft, oh, well, sorry, babe. But I don't think I had ever noticed it before. That's why I was no. like, I was like, oh, God, come on. Oh, I noticed it right away. That's funny. And uh, Nia said something about it, too. Good. Um... <laughs> Uh, our next segment would be uh, the group of kids that invite. We kind of jumped around actually because we went from the principal and kind of started talking about the werewolf thing. I know that doesn't happen until after. Um, I was just, I was so, just moving. No, I got you, and that's <laughs> fine. I mean, this movie's so kind of like fucked up like that. It's I was on you the might as well just train. go watch it if you're gonna listen to this first, which is fine, I guess. If you don't care about spoilers, I mean, I mean, we're fucking up the timeline so much that like you're gonna be like, you're what? Gonna, you're and gonna, then you're gonna, gonna watch it and be like, it. okay, and then you'll listen to this again, and then you'll write a review or a comment or something and like us and tell everybody about us because you love us because we're great and we're okay. So we, we jump from the principal to the kids, uh, I believe, because they're trying to collect pumpkins. They ask him for one, and he, I think, he gives it to him, right? He says, like, as long as you don't smash it or something. Yeah, he does. Because it's it's supposed to be, like, uh, the blonde kid or the fat kid had already gone through smashing him. And he was like, don't smash mine. Sort of that callback to that. Right. I, I felt like it was more like that was his respect for Halloween. Which he does sort of say that he was raised with a respect for Halloween and sort of goes into that mm-hmm. when he's talking to the kid right before he like, throws whole, up his fucking that's guts. That's what drives him to be, like, this weird psycho is that, like... He's just, like, super into Halloween and yeah. just takes it too far. Exactly. And um, now he's got fucked up kids because of it. I also, I wanted to mention, I forgot to say this, at the um, Sheep's Meadow party, did you recall the two songs that play? Ugh, fuck. Uh, uh, Marilyn Manson's... Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams cover. Okay, that's, that's during the transformation. Right. Before the transformation, there's a song that plays as well. I feel like I was like, oh, nice, but now, I don't remember what it was. It's a remix to Cry Little Sister, which is the theme from oh, Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. I didn't yeah. know if you had seen Lost Boys. I have seen Lost Boys, but that's not necessarily how I know that. Oh. Um, I know it because uh, Motionless and White. Oh, that's They funny. have that whole song, and uh, I knew, I found out it was about Lost Boys and then I saw Lost Boys, and I was like, oh, this is that song. Yeah. And don't they play that song, song like, on the radio? I feel like I've heard it on the radio. It's, like, kind of a weird song. That's cool. It's kind of weird and incesty. Oh, I guess, yeah. Kind of uh, So that's not cool, but... Kinda, no, incest is dope. Songs about incest is fucked up. We're canceled. Um, there's a sort of, like, nerdy girl that these kids, <laughs> like... Uh, it's that cliche, you know, of, like, we're gonna prank her. And they're, like, really fucking mean to her. And I gotta say... Rhonda's sweet. Don't be mean to Rhonda. She is sweet. And, you know, at first when she does her, like, like spiel, he's like, so do you like Halloween or whatever? And she's yeah. like, oh, do you mean whatever? And, like, when. she and nerds she out on it and she just, like, craps this, like, knowledge book on him about Halloween and he's just, like, it's, like, way over his head. Um, but I, I was like, oh, God, here we go. But then they kind of reprise that by her going, um, God, what did she say after that? She says something and I was just like, okay, I kind of like that. Um. I don't remember, but something like, I, I, yeah, I like Halloween. Or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, and the, I was like, okay, that's all right. And then, I mean, she gets the last laugh, dude. She fucks with him. I totally called her a fa- uh, fake fan, though, when, uh, you know, <laughs> the kids were, like, pretending to be the ghouls, and uh, and she's like, ah! I was like, wow, fake fan. Oh, wow, like, yeah. If she was really into Halloween, she would have been like, oh, what's up, guys? Um, mm. 
Man, those kids are so fucking mean, though. Like, that, that is, is the mean. most, like... Although, the the kind of, like, good-looking popular guy was, like, surprisingly, like, really nice to her. Although, she but doesn't give two fucks about that. Nope. Um, no, she doesn't. So, the whole thing that happens here is they tell this, like, urban legend about um, the school bus for, you know, the short bus. With the kids with all of the, like, physical and mental challenge, uh, challenges. Basically, the, the, the driver is commissioned, in a sense, by... The parents. By the parents to... To just kind of let the car go into the quarry. Is that what he was going to do, though? Yeah. Because he, like, gave him candy first. He did. He, so, was, he was giving him a piece of candy, but they were all chained to their seats. And he was pointed at the Oh, quarry. and he was checking to make sure. Okay. And he was just keeping them calm, letting them have their last piece of candy on Halloween. Gotcha. And so... I, I do think this scene was executed really well, because I, I, you know that they were probably... One of these kids look, like, messed up, but they had them all wearing, like, weird masks. Which instead. I love that. I did, too. I was like, I thought it was really cool. Like, but I thought this was going to be it? more of a supernatural thing, and the twist was going to be, like, these kids really were, like, monsters. Oh. And that was, like, why this was going to happen. See, that would have been interesting. Um, that would be an interesting take on it, but, yeah, but what they it was really sad. Cool. Um, but it was good. Basically, the whole it comes thing back. is, uh, yeah, these kids were wronged, and, you know, one of the kids uh, on the bus is a little more capable, and he realizes they're not going home, and he gets out of his seat and ends up driving the bus into the quarry, and... The bus driver does get out, but the kids don't. Yeah. Um, which is, like, a pretty tragic story in its in its own. And I was like, damn, like, that's so deep for a kind of throwaway story. Yeah, and the bus driver was never heard from again. Never right. seen him. Whatever. Um, and so they go down and they pull this prank where they act like they're being attacked by the kids. And Rhonda has, like, a freak out. Um, and then they are attacked by the kids. Yeah. The, the kids from the bus do come out as zombies and end up attacking them, and Rhonda gets away. And Rhonda doesn't give two fucks about them kids that done goofed on her, because now she's goofing on them. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. They deserved it, honestly. Uh, and, I mean, the whole thing is that, like, well, you know, they, she had to teach the other three a lesson, which is kind of sad, because one of the other girls, like, she... Okay, so that's something we need to clear up, too. This movie, like, takes place in the 80s, right? I don't know. It doesn't say. Here's why I say. The girl with the headgear? Look at fucking everything I that's think... happening in this movie. The costumes, the headgear. Um, uh, although I will say, oh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with I some scenes. I think it's sort of ambiguous. Here's why I'll also say, though, is because when they're talking about the legend of the kids, they say 30 years ago. And then you're seeing, like, fucking... Does he say thir- do they say 30 years ago? They say 30 years ago. Then I think this takes place in the 80s. Yeah, because then they when they show the flashback, you're seeing like the Model Ts and stuff like that, like parked on the side, and they're like flashback. new. Exactly. I never caught that. Really, that's interesting. That's funny because I sort of thought it was left ambiguous because it does feel like an '80s movie, but it also feels sort of like a '90s movie. Right. And it feels like a 2000s movie. And right. honestly, watching it again, it sort of feels like a 2010s-ish movie. You know? like yeah, in, in, it's kind of hard to tell. But so, I'm pretty sure because of those little things, it's an 80s movie. And that's the whole thing, too, is he wanted to do his 80s horror movie. Right. And like when really I did cool. say at the top, you know, it, it is like um, the the old like 80s horror anthology, so that does make sense. It's just so funny. I never, never really like put two and two together on that. Um, that's funny. Boom! Gotcha on one, son. Uh, and my, it was my first time, bitch. My, uh, and it was really obvious. My last uh, real note on the whole uh, zombie situation is that Rhonda had me thinking about my GTA character, Rhonda. I Rhonda. <laughs> you know, I miss Rhonda. I, I gotta play GTA. Oh, more. God. Uh, hopefully, now after this, we'll post a picture of Rhonda so everyone can see. She's. Dude, stop hating on my GTA character. I'm gonna post a picture of yours. I didn't spread any hate. I'm just saying maybe our our uh, I I guess I'll call them fans. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a I'll take a selfie in the game and then I'll save it. There you <laughs> no, go. Yeah. There you go. Maybe they would like to see Rhonda. Um, I'm not fine. hating on anything, fine. sir. Um, nobody's hating. The only other oh yeah, I wrote all real zombies. Ah, okay. So zombies, Rhonda. So, that's where we get into the vampire guy. Because then we kind of transition right. back into town. And that's, he attacks some girl and then, like, kills her and then, like, poses her up, like, next to a bunch of people. It was really sad, though, because I think she she runs into the couple from the beginning. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. And she's bleeding. And she's like, what the fuck? And she, like, turns around and there's, like, three people just, like, with, like, random blood all over them. Because that's their costume. Right. And she's like, oh, shit. Like, well, it's like, yeah, it's the whole idea of, like, or that, like, uh, 
myth, I guess, uh, that, like, murder happens on Halloween and no one knows, you know? Yeah, exactly, and, it like, blends in. It has happened, like, historically, shit like that has happened, so I get it, but, like, it is played pretty well. Well, that's, like, the, the scary scene. part of it, though. And that's why, like, keeps Halloween scary. I mean... Absolutely. I feel like as a kid, I always thought about getting murdered on Halloween. See, I was always more worried about having, like, razor blades in the candy, which historically has almost never happened. <laughs> yeah. I never really, like, was scared about that. Because but I was like, was, I feel like that'd be really obvious. It would be now, thinking back. But at the time, I think I was just, like, so afraid of having that in my mouth. Because it's like, what do you fucking do? Do you have a razor blade in your mouth? That's pretty, like, hard to get out without cutting yourself some way. You push it around. Like this. You just chew on it. You make sure you stand it straight up and chew on it. No. And now I'm always smiling, like, dude. Oh god, bro. Yeah, my only issue with the vampire scene where he does, where he, he does initially bite her and everything, is she doesn't even start like freaking out until she notices the blood. And I'm like, well, you didn't feel yourself getting bitten. Well, uh, I have a feeling she had a little bit of a kink and she was into it. Well, fine, but I don't know. I mean, they were getting hot and hot and sexy. I dude, I get it. Don't get me wrong, Dylan Baker, my man. <laughs> Which I was extremely surprised after that. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> Did it kind of, like, take away that half chub you had? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so then we get uh, our final sort of wrap in the story, which is uh, Krieger. Yes. Which, it's uh, Brian Cox. The wonderful yeah. Brian Cox. Yeah. All right, so hang on. I got to look up something real quick. Well, we'll click... Cr- uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a bit of a a bit of a question. And Is it trivia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I'll wait then. Um, do you know who his <coughs> book was based on? Patches O'Hulane. No. <laughs> yes. Dodgeball. Yes. No. Um. You know, he's just reprising his role. That's all. <laughs> so, anyways, do do you know who um Brian Cox's character is based on? No. So John Carpenter is who he is based on. <laughs> Brian Cox said he saw some uh, pictures of him. He said, "Give me the long, thin nose and the oh crazy." Oh my god! Oh, so he got like really made up. Yeah, yeah. They made him into okay, a like, creepy old. So man. this is the thing. I have to look him up because you're like Brian. This is another one where you're like Brian Cox is in it. And I was just like, "Yeah, dude, fucking cool." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is that again?" I was thinking it was the dude from Scrubs. He's in... Uh, but it's because... something I'm thinking... I think his name is Brian something, but he plays Dr. Cox, and so I was like, oh, duh, oh. I know Brian Cox is... Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about... Um, uh, am I looking at the right guy here? Is this him? Yep, that's him. So that's crazy, because uh, I feel like a lot of the casting was just because, uh, which I mentioned this yesterday, Mike Michael Doherty was a co-scripter on X-Men or something like that. Yeah, X2 with X2. Brian Singer mm-hmm. as producer. And so they had him and Anna Paquin in clearly just... Wait, is he... Yeah, he's... Uh... Oh, that's the thing. He's Stryker in X2. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I never realized... Like, I guess I never knew who this guy was, dude. But he's in a lot of stuff. He's an adaptation. Uh, Brian Cox is awesome. Um, just very quick, the guy that you're referring to is John C. McGinley. Oh, I'm fucking idiot. I was um, like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, his name's Brian, and he plays a dog. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. Uh, I'm so sorry. I love. That oh, the guy you were talking about? Yeah, he's totally different name. Than what I'm, he said. Uh, yeah, I'm just a huge fake fan. Um, so, oh, Brian Cox, he's Captain uh, O'Halloran in uh, Super Troopers. That's what I was fucking trying to remember him from. Yes. Thank you. I'll believe that when I'm eating rainbow sherbet and my and my shit turns purple. I just or kept whatever. I kept thinking of the scene of him biting into the soap and I could not think of what the fuck it was from. I was just He's like, fuck it, that? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what movie is that from? I but, fucking love that. It's so funny. I love Super Troopers. Um. So the Krieger, the whole thing is he's Krieg. He, or Krieg. Excuse me. Did I say Krieger the first time? Yeah. Freddy Krieger. <laughs> he's kind of a. He's got butter knives for fingers. Uh, knife fingers. <laughs> Freddy Krieger. Uh, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> he's like, you, you can run, but you can't hide. Lass, uh, his story is mostly just about how he is totally anti-celebration of this fucking day and how Sam is not cool with that. Yeah. And I like- I guess I didn't realize that. And that that was the reason why he w- was targeted by Sam. Yeah, he, because that's no where you really get to see Sam do all his crazy shit or do anything really. Right. You don't really see him doing anything. Like he's doing stuff, and it's odd. But it's like okay, right. well, like when the kids pass. Uh, so that's the thing too. Is that's 
That's what's cool. It's like Sam's not like this demented little kid. He's literally like a what is he? A demon? Yeah. Is he okay? He's a demon. Um, and when they show the flashback, he's there. Right. Nothing's changed. Right. Thirty years later, so he's just this like it, it's that's really cool. And this lore is so like like unique and cool and fun. And it's like oh no wonder they did like a fucking comic book for it. Right. And so was it a comic book first? No, I didn't think so. I gotta say the little comic book ending, I hated it. I the ending I didn't. Think I was, was like, great. why didn't they just show us flashes of that actually happening? But I know why. I they, would rather that. The reason they did it is they did the comic book opening, which is a callback to EC Comics, but it's also a callback to Creep Show because the Creep Show introductions are done. The whole Creep Show wraparound story is this kid gets the Creep Show comic, and then he's haunted by the creep. Right. Okay. And so this is, uh, and then the segments are all introduced via comic book. And so this is his sort of callback to that. Now, I can appreciate that, but I also appreciate what you're saying. So the ending of this movie was the bookend to the opening, which was comic book. It was comic book opening. Um, sure. Now, I do appreciate what you're saying, though, because the ending would have been kind of cool to see. It would have been um, awesome to see, and I feel like you kind of get that ripped away. Although, because... a part of me kind of likes it because it's kind of like, oh, you motherfuckers, like, all right, all right. right. Yeah, it makes you want more. Yeah. And, uh, without giving my score away, I definitely want a fucking sequel. Me too. Absolutely. It's like, what the fuck? And now, you joked about writing one, and I was like, well, now I fucking want to. Um, I would love to write a sequel to this, so, you We know, should do it. And just if, uh, it and just be like, bro. Well, yeah, we'll just write it on bro. and just take it. Hey, just if you ever get a chance, will you read this? He's like, so, fuck no. So, basically what happens, Sitting on his um, guns in the cash. is we get some, yeah, right, fuck uh, we get some, uh, you used to be an indie filmmaker! You used to be about the films! He's like, yeah, now, sell out. now I'm a somebody, so fuck off, bitch. He's like, I'm not selling out, I'm cashing in, you stupid fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get some flashbacks to his interactions with Dylan Baker's character earlier, such as, uh, happy holidays, uh, screw you! Yeah, <laughs> I was this like, oh, is I'm where, cool. like, you kind of realize, like, stuff is kind of tight. Well, not the first time, but, like, this is where it's like, oh, okay, I've seen this. And now it's from a different perspective. Right. And it was really cool. There was a part of that, that kind of threw me off, because when he goes out and is talking to his dog, he's like, are you done taking a shit? I was like, oh, this is that scene. But then, like, he didn't start do he didn't come out yelling. So I was like, oh, it's not that scene. This is just something else. But then that scene happened, and I was like, okay, it is that scene. Right. And, and you just don't really get to the, you don't get this part of it, because it's all the focus is on Dylan Baker's character at that right. in that moment. It's all about him. The neighbor is just kind of something that happens because it's like, oh shit, my kid's fucking yelling out the window while I'm trying to fucking bury bodies and he literally just called me out for it. Dude, Dylan Baker makes being a serial killer look really hard. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it sucks because he's like so scary and like, he's like almost that perfect like serial killer. He has a very this, sinister but, look and like feel to him. But he, it's also that like 50s nice guy look too. True. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, he just looks so villainous and, like, crazy, and he ends up kind of, like, not being that good at it. it like, he is and he isn't. Yeah. Which is funny, because they sort of set him up as though, <laughs> like how we keep coming back to Dylan Baker's character, but they set him up as though it's, like, this has been his tradition for years, and he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. But then he's, although he's killed by a fucking werewolf, so, I mean, it's not like that's something you run into often. I don't want to, like, say that he sucks, or that's why he dies, because it's that's true. supernatural means, but... Um, anyways, but yeah, so back to the creek story. So at one point he does end up going outside, uh, to the front of the house and his whole front yard is made up with decorations and he's like, what the fuck? Cause he didn't do it. And that's the whole thing is Sam is like, now you're going to celebrate. No. Yeah. And then when, you know, when Sam does leave, which that scene I fucking love because, well, you know, he gets attacked. Creek shoots him a couple times with a shotgun, and you see Shit. Sam pretty much get like devastated by this fucking gun. But yeah, he then gets flown back, and his hand wall. gets blown off. Uh, yeah, I thought like, it got like cut off. It, well, it gets like shot off. Okay, because yeah. it ends up like crawling back to his body and reattaching to him. Which that was kind of an eye roll for me because I was just like, really? But he's a demon, bro. I know, but why didn't uh, they could have done something cooler than that? Bro. Just uh, um, I guess maybe it was an homage to Idle Hands or something. Well, or probably Adam's family. But uh, sure, you know, since it's been around for a lot longer. Uh, I guess. Um, uh, I would imagine there's probably other movies that have done things like that. 
That's what I mean is, like, I've seen that so many times. Although Idle like, Hands fucking put that one in your back pocket. Well, we were definitely going to cover that movie oh, at some point. Great. Um, I've seen, like, the first half hour, and I was like, eh. I've seen that movie many times. Well, so when, when Sam finally does, you know, he's about to kill Krieg, and what stops him is Krieg um, The candy, candy bar, bar fell on him. And Sam takes it. So now, I thought... Because you obviously see the candy bar before everything falls on him. I thought he was just going to be like, what do I do? Oh, candy bar. I guess I'll give him this candy bar. It's Halloween. Sure. But he didn't, and it was just on him. And, like, Sam goes to, like, stab him, but stabs the candy bar. And then is like, oh, cool. The tree. So they don't explain, and so this is all speculation from here on out with my opinion on this. My opinion on this is it's Sam's way of saying, hand up candy. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, but he finally gets it and he picks it up and he kind of looks at the candy and looks back at him and then he, he leaves. He picks his hat or his mask up, puts it back on and the door fucking opens up and Sam walks yeah. out and then it slams right behind him. Yeah. And right as he's leaving, he grabs his bag and drags it out behind him. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I love this. Like, yeah. the way, uh, like everything about this character, just the character is so perfectly done. Yeah. Um, that you're like, I need more. Exactly. And that's why I feel like he felt like such an iconic character. Like, yeah. Like a pre-existing character. And he is, in a sense, because he was created in the 90s. But I didn't know that yeah. watching this, you know? So, at least initially. And then, yeah. So then we do see Krieg opening the door and giving kids candy. He gets pretty fucked. Um, he looks like... Well, he gets... He... Is, he, he, he he falls on the glass, and and razor blades, and razor blades, and he like falls down the stairs or whatever, and he's cut up, beat up. I gotta say though, I love when he goes upstairs and it says like it's the trick or treat chant, like written in blood oh, yeah. all over the walls, and it just lights up, and yeah. then like Sam's in there, and that was really cool. Uh, it's funny because I was like, I was like, okay, but is his dog all right? Like, after he, like, was about to die. Did they show the dog? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, um, I liked how, though, um, you see the clown kids come back to his place at uh-huh. one point. It, it's, bef- it's This is the beginning of his segment, actually. And the door just opens, and it's just dark, and you're like, whoa. And then you just see these glowing eyes, and you see, like, this dog kind of. Like barking it looks and stuff, like a and you know, yeah, it looks like a monster, which I think that was a little bit of CGI, but then it turns out it was his dog, and he had like this costume on it, and like he, had, he like, a did mask the trick. With these light eyes up here, yeah, yeah, he did the trick. Mm-hmm. That, that's true, um, and I love that. No, but I do love that by the end of his experience with Sam, when he answers the door, he is handing out candy, and yeah, he's wearing yeah, yeah. gauze, and yeah, he's and saying, then he oh, I like Sam. your, well, the kid also says, I like your mummy costume. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, So it's oh. like his costume. So it's Sam being like, all right, go fucking celebrate. Like, don't yeah. give me a reason to come back, motherfucker, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. you got no excuses now. Um, um, and then he opens the door again to the kids. Yeah. The kids from the bus. Yeah. And it turns out he's the bus driver. Yeah. And he, because I thought it was odd that he was like burning photos. I was like, what is this, his Halloween tradition of just burning fucking photos? Right. And then it, you find out that he was burning the photo of him and the kids or something like but that. Also, or the bus or whatever. But also why he doesn't celebrate Halloween in that sense. Very he's true. And it's that. unfortunate that he ends up getting... I kind of thought so too. I was like, "Damn!" Because like it kind of seems like him. he got his resolve. Yeah. Or he was absolved. But something like that. I but mean, no, he still gets fucked, which makes it a really great ending. Um, no, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I this, felt like everything does wrap up by the end of the film. Yeah, but it's still like before that ending. That's where I'm confused on the timeline because then that's where you, you're seeing stuff happen. What seems like for the first time, or like. Like, they're showing stuff that happened in the beginning of the movie or something like that. So that's the thing, though, is because the beginning of the movie doesn't start really at the beginning of the night. It starts closer to the end of the night. Right. So. They kind of, like, um, Quentin Tarantino'd it a little bit. That's, I would actually, that's funny because I've never really thought about, like, building a timeline around this film, but I kind of want to now. I kind of want to sit down and try to map out the time <laughs> and kind of place where things are in it. Yeah. Um, like That'd I said, cool. I mean, I bought the Blu-ray. I... I obviously, like I've said, I really like this movie, so I'm totally down to watch it again. I'm actually thinking that I need to make this my yearly Halloween thing, is just to watch this movie. Yeah. Because this is, like, 
my like one of my favorite Halloween movies, if not my favorite Halloween movie. It is Halloween, so I mean, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Uh, I don't really know how to answer that because is it like what's my favorite movie to watch Give on Halloween or what's my favorite like Halloween themed movie? Because I can't say I've seen enough Halloween-themed movies. Yeah, just give me your whatever your your interpretation of that is. It doesn't have to be just on Halloween if you don't want it to be. Because otherwise we're doing this for Halloween Town, so... I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. Well, no, because there's like... Uh, uh, what's that movie with like the three witches? Oh, uh, Hocus like, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. And, um, Which... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I know you're at home and you're thinking like, oh, I love those movies. Halloween movie. Yeah, watch them again. They're not. I'm oh, sorry. Well, anyways, what was the movie you just said? Uh, oh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. It is a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. Because it's about him discovering Christmas and exactly. then being like, oh, dude, Christmas is the fucking shit. Okay, I he- I've heard people debate this and I'm like, no, dude, he exists he comes from in the Halloween Hall- town. Yeah, the realm. Where it is always Halloween. But <clears throat> he goes to Earth on Christmas. Yeah. So it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. And he becomes like Santa and shit. Exactly. It's a Christmas movie. Damn it, motherfucker. It's even called Nightmare Before Christmas. Exactly. What do you rate this movie? Or what are we rating this movie? How many hot-ass werewolf bitches? (laughs) Dude, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's hard because, like, it's... Well, it is and it isn't. Um, I feel like, realistically, I want to give it, like, a four slash four and a half. But... I'm also, like, currently starstruck by this movie and just, like, amazed by it. I was like, dude, this movie is fucking good. There's some things I wasn't, like, super on board with, but whatevs. Like, it was still really fucking good, and, like, I want to give it a five. Sure. But, um, realistically, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my craving for more that is like, no, I think I should give it a four. But there were, I mean, I don't know. It's just little things. Sure. But, um... You bet your ass I'd recommend it. Right on. To just about anyone, because majority of people like horror, the majority of people love Halloween and Halloween-themed shit, mm-hmm. and here you go, here's your new Halloween tradition right here. Yeah. And it might be uh, mine. I give this movie a five. I know you do. I can smell it. I love this movie. I know. I, I'm. It was a dead giveaway from the beginning. This movie, like... Without giving away my review, I fucking love this movie, dude. I <laughs> no, I know. That's me jerking it. But my... Well, the reason I didn't want to, like, necessarily <laughs> say that was my score is I will... You know, if I love a movie, I'll still discredit it if it's shot kind of poorly or if there's anything about it that I don't think is good. Like, yeah, I'm willing I to mean, still go, like, no, this movie has some issues. Well, let me give you my reasons here. My reason I'm giving this movie a five is I've seen it more times than I can count, and I still, every time I watch it, find shit I have never seen. Yeah, we were just talking about that. And and I I don't ever jinx. find anything that I don't like. I don't get bored with anything. Like, I've seen this movie a lot, and I don't get bored with it. That's the thing, is I feel like, uh, I definitely want to try and go watch this on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we should, let's just watch it again. Okay, well, just all do it together. We'll just have a night, dude. Why It'll be I fucking know? sick. It's called Halloween. I really do think that, like, this movie is, like, this movie's a monster of a fucking debut. Yeah. Like, honestly, how the fuck do you follow this movie, or a movie of this, like, caliber, yeah, after, I, as your first film? I wasn't bored at all. Like, and, like, I know that Krampus doesn't really get the same praise that this movie does. And, like I said, you know, this movie doesn't really uh, maybe have the audience that Krampus They're had, different movies. That's but, what I'll say. Exactly, A. And B, when this is your first movie, the expectations set pretty fucking high. That's the thing, too. It's like, this is his, uh, this is like directorial debut, right? Right. Yeah. That's like, That's nuts. huge, dude. That is huge. And, and like, for $12 million, like, and like that's said, why that's he a, got, that's like an indie budget. Like, that is exactly why he got to do the new Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. It literally is why. <laughs> like, if Krampus, you can do good horror, especially your first time, you can do anything. Well, Krampus came out of this, and then, you know, Krampus, maybe. like I said, maybe wasn't received super well, but it still did well for what it is, and those kind of movies don't always do well. So, he was given the opportunity to make Godzilla, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I can tell you that it's fucking amazing for his, uh, someone who has, doesn't have that much experience directing. I have seen it, and it is fucking amazing. So, There's a couple tweaks where I'm like, eh, but, uh, you know, for the most part, it's awesome. It's it's a very big movie for someone who has never had their hands on something so big, and that's why it's just like, I can tell you right now from the trailers that he killed it. Yeah, like, and I feel like he and I are practically, like, best friends just because... 
he obviously loves Godzilla so much that he wanted to do this movie and like pretty much killed it. Turns out he hates Godzilla and he just oh. needed to get approved for Trinity <laughs> too. Yeah, so. He's really just trying to get that fucking money. He's just like, I don't fucking care about your fucking lizard guy. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying to get a fucking gun. sequel to my Trick or Treat movie. <laughs> trying to get the funds. So, I mean, that was that, guys. I feel like he's he's got to have enough money to be able to like really do whatever if he you wants want to do to, with that. Could, like, yeah. He could just be like, Hey, whatever. Here's my. Movie. <laughs> He's like. I don't know why I give him the, this like sneer, like because you're making. Here's him, my movie. You're making him into Gus Van Sant from <laughs> uh, from Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, or he's just, just counting his money. Busy. God, can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> <laughs> so action, Gus. <laughs> um. Anyways, that has been Trick or Treat, guys. So be safe. Um. And have fun. Yeah, definitely have fun. And uh, boo, bitches. Boo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.